Hello, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Crystal. I am Crystal Grafton Combs, host of this podcast and international president of Alpha Omicron Pi Fraternity. Originally started in 2019, Coffee Talk is a personal project designed to connect with the women of Alpha Omicron Pi and our greater community of sisters and friends. Here, we will talk about life, leadership, sisterhood, and so much more. So thank you for listening, and now let's get to the next episode. Alyssa Pennington, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing well, Crystal. Thank you for having me. I am delighted that you have decided to join me for this episode all about convention. But for anyone who listens to the pod, we will, as we always do, start at the beginning. Tell me your AOPI story. Well, my AOPI story starts the day I moved into my freshman dorm room at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. Um, A day full of nerves, especially for me. I didn't have a lot of friends that went to the same school as I did. Um, So I was moving into a suite with five other women that I had never met before in my life. So um, it was the beginning of an adventure, regardless of how AOPI came into it. Um, But my resident assistant actually happened to be an AOPI. I didn't know at the moment. Um, And she had shared with myself and the girls living across the hall, you should really consider going through sorority recruitment. And honestly, before that moment, that was not something that had even crossed my mind. I was like, I'm not a sorority girl. I don't think that's really what I'm gonna do. I'm here to go to school. That's really my focus. And I got convinced by my RA and the girls that lived across the hall for me to go through recruitment. And really the rest is history from the moment I walked into the AOPI room, I knew that that's where I wanted to be and was lucky enough to turn the girls that were strangers that lived across the hall into my new member sisters. And we still talk to this day and um, was granted a lot of opportunities in my chapter. I held different leadership positions and really did it all when I was an undergrad. When I say all, like any organization, club, event, I was there and likely with my AOPI letters on. So I really did it big in undergrad and enjoyed every second of it. So Alyssa, you currently serve as one of our network directors in AOPI. You obviously had a phenomenal experience as an undergraduate. This would indicate to me that you are having an equally phenomenal experience as an alumna. Tell me what was the journey that led you to this particular place of service? Well, I'll preface this by saying I always tell everyone the reason my AOPI volunteer journey started is because I want the collegiate members who are, you know, part of that AOPI experience to have the same that I did, that they are enriched with the friendships and the leadership opportunities and all the wonderful things that come as being part of, you know, a sorority woman. So um, that's really what led me into volunteering. I think when I left my chapter, um, I knew that at some point I would come back to AOPI in some sort of capacity. Um, I didn't expect it to come in the form of literally a cold call from an unknown number that back then you did answer them because not all of them were spam at one point in time Um, and answered a call that happened to be um, a network specialist of new chapter development on the other side and said, hey, we got your name on this list of volunteers of individuals living in the Pittsburgh area. And at the time I was getting ready to move to Pittsburgh. Um, to take my first job post-grad school. And I thought to myself, who in the world put my name on a list? I didn't put my name on a list. Little did I know it was my little sister who was serving the fraternity as an ELC at the time um, <laughs> who signed me up without my knowledge. Um, oh, but that came with it. a cold call. Oh, yes. It was just a random, sure, 
I'll show up to the interest meeting, see what this is all about. I have no idea what goes into chartering a new chapter. You know, we as the AAC were the first boots on the ground people. We were Alpha Mu at Duquesne University before there were even members. So it was quite the experience. Um, so my volunteer journey started there. I said yes to a random phone call from a random stranger who was also an AOPI sister. So I thought, you know, what do I have to lose? Um, and that really is what just kind of spiraled into more random cold calls at night that led to becoming a network director. So served on that AAC for a while, um, what's now known as the CCAB, um, and then transitioned into serving as chapter advisor for Alpha Mu for about two years. Um, really, really enjoyed that experience and then got a cold call from our good friend, Kim Carroll, that said, all right, sister, it's time to come to the network. And I thought to myself, there's no way I'm ready to do that. And she's like, I got a vacancy. Why don't you apply for it? And we'll see if it's the right fit. So served as a network specialist of leadership for Network One, um, then had the opportunity when we made changes in the network structure to move to a network specialist of membership experience, which anyone who's listening to this can't tell, membership experience is where we, really where my interests lie, making sure <laughs> our new members are well taken care of, that our members have a great experience, that our seniors leave with wonderful memories. And then came another cold call one day saying, hey, would you consider taking on the role as network director of Network 10? I will be honest, when that call came through, I didn't even know what state's Network 10 covered. I was like, <laughs> sure, this will be great. I would love to do that. And then found out, actually, the chapters in Ohio, Michigan, and the parts of Canada I serve are even closer than my sisters in Network 1 were. So um, it's been a wonderful experience so far. I've gotten to meet even more wonderful sisters who are dedicated to giving back to the fraternity. And it's been a very rewarding experience to support our chapters, not only through the pandemic, but as they navigate their way out of it and learn kind of our new normal. Now let's talk convention. When was your first AOPI convention? My first AOPI convention was actually during my volunteer experience. I never got to go as a collegiate, which I think, you know, is is kind of the a bummer, right? You only have so many years in your collegiate opportunity to go to convention, but then as a volunteer, I mean, I don't have any plans of not being at convention for the next several years. Now that you've been, you get bit by the bug and it's like, well, I can't, I can miss other things, but not convention. Um, my first convention was actually in Washington, DC. So. Um, oh, it was such a good one. It was a great one. I will say, I know this is for later in the podcast, but the fact we got to go see those pandas before the zoo even opened is like a core memory that I'll never forget. <laughs> it was the greatest. So tell me about a memorable convention experience that you might be willing to share. So a memorable convention experience, and I think it's it's a little bit more of a somber one than I think most people would share, but I think it's important nonetheless. Um, when I was chapter advisor, and this would have been for this would have been at the Orlando convention. So my second convention um, was still serving as a chapter advisor at the time. And we had the unfortunate experience of having one of our members pass away that year. Um, and I'm sure you may have remembered that Crystal um, Columbia Dyson passed away and was one of our active members of Alpha Mu. And of course that was a very trying time for the chapter, but it was an amazing experience to have the opportunity to be at convention with members from the chapter who were very close to her um, and have us sort of have that experience together to experience our memorial ritual um, and have her honored in, in front of the entire fraternity. Um, and it was just a little bonding moment. We all held hands together in that moment. And I think it was just an, an amazing experience for me and connecting to ritual and, and what it really means to be an AOPI. 
And you know, it's interesting because you said it might be a more somber experience, but that doesn't make it any less memorable. And I do remember this for your chapter. And that is always one of the most poignant, I think, experiences about convention because it is more somber, right? We, we always want convention to be a celebration of what we've done, where we've been, where we're going. But we also, amid the celebration, very often have loss. And mm-hmm. to appropriately remember those who have come before us and are no longer here is a beautiful thing. So I love that that is a part, when we talk about memorable convention experiences, a part of that for you and hopefully a part of the healing process too. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's a part of our ritual a lot of times that many of our sisters don't experience or maybe don't read. So for those out there listening, if you have a chance to read through our memorial ritual and the ritual book, do it because it's a very um, deep and, and poetic ritual that's in there. I agree. Okay. What is one of your favorite traditions that we do at convention every year? I think mine's sort of a combo because I know this typically and honestly we haven't been together in four years so I'm like having to reach way back in my memory for this it feels like (laughs) but I think one of my favorite traditions that we have is during one of the luncheons when we ask all the members to stand up and we go through and you sit down for the number of conventions that you've attended and then we get towards the end of the list, which I'm not quite there yet. I'm, I'll only be at four this year. We have some, you know, whether they be volunteers or past international presidents who have attended a lot of conventions. And I think it's such a wonderful moment for our collegiate members to truly see the lifetime commitment and action of, you know, these women were initiated many years ago and are still coming and contributing to the fraternity and its growth today. It's always kind of fun to see the eyes widen on the chapter presidents or other members who are in attendance of like, wow, that's a lot of conventions. And <laughs> it's it's just fun to, to see that realization kind of come across them in that moment. I agree. Now, you said it was a combo. What is the second one? The second one, it sort of goes along with that, but anytime we have an opportunity to honor sisters for their years of membership. So I happened to be there when Peg Crawford received, I think it was 75 years of membership, which is an incredible milestone. I think we had to create a pin for her for that (laughs) occasion, which is amazing. Anytime we get to hand out those kind of milestone membership pins, I think it's that same moment of realization for our collegiate members of Oh, wow. 75 years. is It's a lifetime and it's incredible. It really is incredible. What are you most looking forward to about this particular convention? And don't say being together with everybody in person. That's a given. (laughs) I'm I'm taking it off the table. Everyone says that. (laughs) I know. That's a, I think what I'm looking forward to the most this convention is it's a hard one because I do really, I'm just excited to see everybody again. <laughs> Everyone um, says it. You can have it too. <laughs> I know. It's so it's so hard to come up with. But I think for me, I think the opportunity for us to have time in, in our networks, I know for my network and Network 10, we're making some plans for each of our chapters to have an opportunity to sit down with their network specialists, our chapter advisor, our chapter president, and really get to have some of those conversations of how can we support you better? How are you feeling about this semester and how things went? 
and getting that face-to-face -face time as a volunteer. Most of the interaction that I have with them is via Zoom or email, regardless of the pandemic, right? Because we all live in, in different geographic areas and, and may not get to see each other as much as we'd like. But I think having that time with our chapters really just to do a check-in and see how they're feeling and and giving our, our chapter presidents and our chapter advisors, who I think have the most important and the toughest jobs in the fraternity, um, to give them that little pep talk to kind of get them through that next semester for sure. I know I always leave, I always tell people I always leave AOPI international events with my AOPI tank on full. So hoping that we can do that for all of our, our chapter uh, presidents and advisors for sure. I love it. Yes. Now that you've been to a few, what is one pro tip that you can share with our sisters who may be attending convention for the first time? I made this mistake my first convention. So I learned very quickly, you have to have all the snacks. <laughs> and I mean, coordinate what snacks you need to bring. If there's one person that's good at candy selection, one person that's good at chip selection. And if you travel like me and you can't necessarily pack all the snacks, Instacart is your friend. That's actually what I did in Orlando. I mean, I did a big Instacart order. They pulled right up to the doors of the hotel. And I had all the snacks, candy, and goodies you could imagine for the entire week. So for those sisters who will need snacks, you're welcome to use my Instacart Plus membership for free delivery when we get to Grapevine. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love this so much. And I may take you up on the offer. <laughs> hey, it's it's the best invention. And honestly, one of the best things that come out of the pandemic is grocery delivery and pickup for sure. <laughs> yes. Okay, 20 questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. We know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How many conventions have you attended? I have attended three, and this year in Dallas will be my fourth. Do you prefer coffee or tea for breakfast before a business meeting? I am an iced coffee girl all the way. No matter the weather, I will be the person in Pittsburgh in the Dunkin' drive-thru ordering an iced coffee. So you just mentioned snacks. What's your favorite convention snack, if you had to pick one? My favorite snack, and I actually, I ate these during virtual convention too, so my dedication to this is strong. Not the real full-size Twizzlers, but the Twizzlers nibs. If you've ever had those, they're a little the little bite-sized version, the best. If, if you need any, come see me at a business session because I'll for sure have a jumbo bag of them with me. <laughs> Do you prefer plane trips or road trips? I love flying, so definitely a plane trip. Do you have a favorite book you would recommend to pass the travel time? I just started reading Colleen Hoover and I've read a few of her different books. So I highly recommend, I literally read one of these books in one day, um, the other day. It starts with us or it's, you have to read, it ends with us first and then it starts with us. Great series, a wonderful love story. What is one thing you cannot travel without? My headphones for sure. I am one of those people, sorry to say it, but on the plane, I like to put my headphones in and not be bothered and just be in my own little world and get to where I'm going. And read your Colleen Hoover book. It's fun. And read my Colleen Hoover book. Exactly. Do you use a spreadsheet to pack for convention? I'm not a spreadsheet person, but I definitely have lots of lists going on before. I will have outfits planned and know exactly what I'll be wearing at exactly what time on each day. That's for sure. How many pieces of luggage do you plan to take with you? I'll bring one big old bag and keeping it under 50 pounds is going to be a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather make room for shoes or purses? Shoes. Heels or flats? I'm going to go in between and say wedges because I love a little bit of height 
but I also want to be comfortable because we're walking around from room to room and place to place at convention. So I, you will see me in a pair of wedges for sure. Okay, I like this. Mm -hmm. Your favorite of our brand colors. So I recently started to love, it took a little bit of time to get used to it, I will not lie, but I do have a thing for the promising purple. So oh. much so, and I know they can't see this on the podcast, but my nails right now are literally almost the exact shade of promising purple. I didn't even realize it until I got home and realized I matched all my AOPI stuff. So the purple is my new favorite. Okay, so I kind of love this. I don't know that anyone has said promising purple in all of these conversations. I mean, when I was an active member, our only choices were cardinal red or black. So <laughs> the fact that we have a range of shades and colors. I've been giving the purple a try and I like it. I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> so convention's a time when we meet sisters from all over. What is something you notice about someone when you first meet them? One of the things I notice first is their smile. I think you can tell a lot about where a person's headspace is, maybe the kind of the day that they're having of, you know, if they have a smile on their face or not. I know I always try to wear a smile even when it's grinning and bearing it. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor of ice cream to share with sisters or to keep for yourself? <laughs> I would definitely be keeping it to myself, but I love chocolate chip cookie dough. Just a classic flavor. It's always available. Do you remember to pack your life loyal lanyard? Never. <laughs> Fine, I never. I probably have like five of them in a drawer at my house because I forget every event. I always remember my life loyal pin. But I never remember my life loyal lanyard. My problem is my pen is on my lanyard. They, I should start keeping them both in the same place. No, because then you end up with neither of them. Exactly. <laughs> this is my struggle. I don't understand it. Do you prefer the business sessions or the brunches and banquets? I love the business sessions. I think it's such a, a cool experience to get to be part of advancing and moving our fraternity forward. And just the fact that I hope that 20 years from now, I can look back and think about different things that we voted on at different conventions and how they've changed. And um, that's one of the reasons why they're my favorite. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite piece of AOPI jewelry that will travel with you to convention? I do. I actually, for my birthday, bought myself. I always buy myself a present on my birthday. As um, one should. Why not? It's a great excuse to go online shopping. Um, but I bought myself one of the Infinity Rose necklaces off of Kyle Cavan for my oh. birthday. So I will be sporting that this year at convention with my more casual outfits. So I'm I excited. love this. <laughs> yes. So have you or do you plan to do anything creative with your rose banquet charms? I have a little special place for them in my jewelry box. I would love to add them to a charm bracelet. I think now that I'll have a few of them. Um, the little three on there won't be lonely with a fourth. So I think it'll be time for me to buy a bracelet to put them all on. I love it. Are we most likely to find you catching up with sisters late at night or early in the morning? I'm a late at night person. I'm, I'll be one of the people that's up late, sitting in the hotel room, exchanging stories and lots of laughs for sure. Struggling in the morning while you wait for your iced coffee. And that's what the, exactly, that's what the iced <laughs> coffees are for. Since convention often comes with thank you notes, do you like your handwriting? I do like my handwriting. I've actually never given it a whole lot of thought, but I'm a lefty. So I often get comments from people of how nice my handwriting is for a left-handed person. And 
Um, that's always interesting for me, but I do like my handwriting. So it is interesting that you would say for a left-handed person, I have seen your handwriting and I do find it to be very, very pretty, but I didn't know you were a lefty. I am. A lot of people are surprised. They tried to switch me in kindergarten. My mom said, no, let her be. If she wants to write with her left hand, let her write with her left hand. And I've, you know, forever been that way. And I love it. It's like kind of a fun fact. It is. Okay. Last but not least, if you could ask our founders one question, what would it be? I would ask our founders if we have made them proud. Great, great question. I hope it's true. Alyssa, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me today to share your AOPI story and, of course, to chat about all things convention. And as always, for everyone out there listening, thank you. Until next time, stay safe and be well. Mm-hmm.